This programme was produced at and first aired on NPR, Manawatu People's Radio, with support from New Zealand On Air. Kapai Irarangi Tomotu, NPR. If you're enjoying this podcast in Manawatu, you could make your very own, just like this one. NPR exists to help people like you tell your story or share your passion on air and online. Check out npr.nz for more information. Hello there, how you doing? It's uh, Kevin Riley here, and welcome to Irish Time here on the Man of Two People's Radio in Palmerston North. And I'd like to wish you all, first of all, a very happy new year. And I hope you had a wonderful and a safe Christmas. And that everything sort of went your way, as they say. That it was no no disasters uh, struck you. Anyway, I'm going to be reading some news that I've just picked up from the uh, my iPad, as it were. Uh, concerning Ireland, you know, north and south, etc., etc. Anyway, we'll start with what we're enjoying, such a you know, wonderful weather now. It wasn't all that wonderful you know, a couple of weeks ago, particularly if you lived up in the Coromantel, the Hawke's Bay, or the East Cape, and Auckland north, because the weather's been appalling. Uh, which is, uh, you know, it'll start to pick up. Once the schools go back, I find things start to, we get a more consistently good weather. Anyway, this is about uh, Ireland in general. You know, but uh, Matt Earn and the Road Safety Authority have warned the public about hazardous conditions caused by ice and low temperatures. I think it was minus three to five in the north when the last time I looked. A serious yellow low temperature warning is in place nationwide. Uh, there will be wintry showers in the northwest and southeast. Mid Earn has also said accumulations are possible, especially in mountainous areas. So they're going they're getting hammered with really cold Arctic sort of weather. Mitterrand has warned that icy sheets will lead to hazardous driving conditions, especially on untreated roads and paths, like goat tracks. You know, when you sort of get off the road and you end up on a goat track like you do here in uh, parts of New Zealand. Uh, Motors are encouraged to clear their windows, isn't it? clear their windows and mirrors of any ice to carry a scraper and de-icer. And keep in mind that it takes longer to break in icy conditions. That's like common sense. You think most people would know that. But obviously they don't. The next few days will be cold due to the Arctic airflow reaching Ireland, according to Medern. Some showers of hail and snow are also predicted. The police have been advising motorists to consider alternative routes or plans if attending to travel to Sally Gap in the Wicklow Mountains, because they're really getting hammered. The Wicklow Mountains, apparently, there was snow. Road users are uh, also be aware of black ice and shaded areas. To drive slowly, of course, common sense. To avoid skidding and to avoid braking or accelerating the car on black ice. You like to think that most people have common sense. You know, but there again, some people don't. You know, you wouldn't sort of do stuff like that, etc., etc. Uh, concerns for Irish workforces from Microsoft to cut thousands of jobs in Ireland is no exception. You know, what I've got here, the workforce, uh, they're talking that they're up to 3,000, uh, they employ 3,500 people in Ireland, and this is mostly the Republic, by the way. Uh, and the plans to cut jobs in a number of engineering divisions on Wednesday, and I don't know how many jobs are just going to, you know, just be, uh, disappear, just going to be dissipated, uh, et cetera, et cetera. A representative from Microsoft couldn't immediately be reached for comment. Sky News uh, earlier reported the company was planning to cut thousands of jobs. The news will be met with concern in Dublin due to Ireland's dependence on foreign direct investment. Mostly a lot of the 
IT companies have got their headquarters in Dublin. You know what I mean? They're all their businesses around the world, but they are based in Dublin with their, uh, you know, and that's for, you know, tax, you know, corporation tax reasons more than anything else. Multiple companies in the tax centre, including Amazon and Salesforce, have announced layoffs in recent months due to a weaker economy. Uh, Micro employs more, like I said, 3,500 uh Represented over 80 different nationalities across the, the, uh, the roles, including operations, sales, engineering, and product development. Oh, 80 different nationalities there. Uh, Microsoft, uh, Microsoft in Dublin and in other parts of Ireland, I presume. Right, and this is something that's always close to my heart for a bit of social justice. Several hundred people have attended a, a North Side for All solidarity rally this evening in support of refugees and asylum seekers. The rally took place this evening at uh, the Fairview Footbridge on Dublin's north side. The Fairview Bridge, adjacent to the area of the East Wall, where protests began last year, late last year, against the housing of refugees in an old building. A statement by North Side for All said that Dublin North Side Siders prides himself on being welcoming and a caring society. Uh, the statement added that people in Northside make uh, friends quickly with newcomers and that the community is strong and unified. Good. However, the statement said there are some who uh, want to divide us using fear about where they come from and the colour of their skin. Last week, there were a number of priests, uh, about priests, protests across Dublin against the accommodating of refugees and uh, asylum seekers in the capital. People before Prophet uh, Gino Kenny, uh, an MP for Dublin Midwest constituent, said he had received threats that the far-right protesters will come to my town and have said they're going to burn my house down. Protesters in Bali, Vermont, also said to have been you know, obscenely shouted at them outside their, their homes. Uh, Jackson expressed concern that these protesters are, are fed a lot of uh, information that is incorrect and that there are other uh, agendas going on here as well. I was surprised to read that because I was sort of, I was kind of proud of the fact that in uh, Ireland, North and South, they don't have too many far-right organisations, you know what I mean, that are causing chaos in a lot of European countries. And in some countries like Italy, they've uh, come to power. And the same in Israel, they are kind of far-right groups there, they're now the government. And uh, they've, they're just, a lot of people are not happy about that who, uh, you know, the, the local occupants uh, of those countries, there's, you know, it's 50-50. And it's uh, truly a sad that, you know, these people who are just vicious, they have nothing to offer, just send these people home, etc., uh, etc. Et but, you know, is that going to change people's lives? No, it's not going to make one iota of difference. The sort of the, the same political problems are going to be there. There's going to be less people from different countries being affected. And this is something from a priest who I sort of endorse this uh, priest, God bless him. A Catholic priest based in America has said the Irish people uh, protesting in the asylum seekers is uh, no different to black Americans supporting slavery. Father Seamus McManus, uh, Sean McManus, sorry, who was born in County Fermanagh and now lives in the US, is uh, responding to an Irish Times article about far-right groups and the spread of anti-immigration ideologies following a, a, you know, a number of protests over the housing of refugees across Dublin and in other towns in Ireland. He said that Irish people who reject the idea of immigration are denying their own experience and history coming from a country that has seen millions of its natives having to move and stay in other countries. And that's... I've always believed that, you know, the Irish are the last people on this planet who should be protesting about people coming to seeking a better life in, other, in Ireland, just like the Irish left in droves, went to America, Australia, 
England and a lot of other countries just for uh, you know for the sake of getting employment and having a life basically and also you know some sort of civil rights. Mother of God, who by the way gave birth to Jesus Christ in a stable because there was a room in the inn. How could this be happening in Ireland? said the priest. Irish people uh, in Ireland or America or any place in the world opposing immigration should be appalling, it should be appalling, be like black Americans supporting slavery or Jewish Americans supporting historic widespread anti-Semitism. In other words, a total betrayal of their own experiences and history, indeed the denial of their very soul. Couldn't agree with you more, Father. Father McManus said the far-right uh, Irish patriotism mentioned the Irish Times fragrantly and shamelessly renounces not only the gospel-based social justice teaching of the Catholic Church on the rise of immigrants, but also the basic human decency, humanity, and solidarity of people of no faith but of goodwill. Love, love of neighbour and therefore love of God means doing social, social justice for all God's daughters and sons on this earth. Before adding that racism disguised as Irish patriotism is inspired by the likes of Oliver Cromwell and Margaret Thatcher rather than Wolf Tone, James Conley and Padraig Pearce. It comes, uh, it comes from a junior minister, Joe Bryan, said protests against asylum that won't work. Yeah. Another it will. I mean, it's just, it's been proved around the planet. It just doesn't work. It's just more division. It just divides the country up even more and makes it more difficult to uh, sort of have any sort of you know reasonable government for all the people. He told News Talk listeners at Guardian, the police are monitoring people who are trying to mobilise and spread hate and uh, spread racism. It is tricky to give them uh, one message except to say that it won't work and, and, and what you're doing is wrong. Some of you will have legitimate gripes. You may be legitimately angry about other things that have nothing to do with the people living in the buildings that you're protesting outside. But there are better and more productive ways of uh, bring to bring your dissatisfaction through the political system as well. Exactly. That's why, you know, they have a democracy. And if you're not happy about something, you have a, a member of parliament and you talk to him or her and try to work something out. I let them know that you're far from pleased with the, the situation. And most politicians sort of know that anyway. But it's, it is about humanity and humility and sort of doing the right thing, showing a bit of social justice and a bit of common decency that we all possess. Anyway, on that sad note, this is uh, the wealthiest 1% of Irish society now own, own, owns more than a quarter of the country's wealth, 322 billion euros. So that's a lot of pickies. This is the new report from Oxfam. The research also shows that the 15 billion between them, the two richest people here have 50% more wealth than the poorest half of the nation. Isn't it disgusting? And the total of the study, based on data uh, from Claudia from uh, Forbes, uh, Credit Suisse, and uh, the Wealth Acts, found eight average people are worth over a billion, down one from last year. Uh, but one one thousand four hundred thirty five individuals are worth over forty seven million euros. And that's a lot of money. You just double that there for New Zealand dollars. While twenty thousand five hundred seventy five own more than four point seven million. Over the last decade, the numbers of both uh, in those categories have more than doubled. The analysis found as wealth creation in Ireland grows. Langard, new wealth is distributed. This, the study claims that every 100 euros are 93 of wealth created in Ireland over the past decade. A third has gone to the richest, and less than 50% has gone to the bottom 50. The, the richest 1% have gained 70 times more wealth than the bottom 50% in the last 10 years, according to the Oxfam's report. 
this rising wealth at the top and rising poverty for the rest on both sides on both sides of the coin proves that our economic system is functioning exactly how the rich and powerful designed it, and that's true. Things will change. I hope they'll have to change because there's a certain there is going to be a turning point where people say they've had enough. As crisis after crisis sets the poorest, the hardest, it's time for government, including Ireland's, to tax the rich. And I think that is going to happen. I think it will happen in New Zealand uh, at some future date. Or they're, they're going to have to sort of just get a grip and sort of deal with the, re- the reality, not the ideology. Overall, the international report released uh, to concert, coincide with the start of the annual gathering of the global elite in Davos, which is... Uh, First time it's been there and it hasn't snowed. There's no snow on the mountains given the climate uh, breakdown. So I find that interesting to read. Indeed, the the study, uh, the survival of the richest claims that over the past two years, the richest 1% of the world's population have acquired nearly twice as much wealth as the rest of humanity, all of humanity put together. says even though inflation is outpacing wages at 1.7 billion workers, billionaire fortunes are increasing by... $2.7 billion uh, yeah, dollars a day. Food and energy companies more than doubled their profits in 2022, paying out $257 billion to wealthy shareholders, while over 800 million people went to bed hungry. I'm sure there's a downside more than that. It finds that although the fortunes of billionaires have fallen slightly since the peak in 2021, they remain trillions, yes, trillions, that's the new buzzword, forget about billions, it's now trillions of dollars higher than the COVID, uh, before the COVID uh, pandemic. As a result, Luxembourg was again calling for international uh, approaching approaches to tax the super rich with both permanent and wealth tax and temporary windfall taxes. It wants to see half, the halving of the wealth in the number of billionaires between now and 2030. In Ireland, Oxfam cal- calculates that a wealth tax would graduate rates of 2, 3 and 5% above a high threshold of 4.7 million. And that would raise 8.2 billion annually, which would go to you know, the welfare of the people who are earning a damn sight less, you know, on the bottom rung of the ladder, as it were. It claims this money could be used to transform healthcare, housing and education and enable to deliver on its international and climate commitments. And uh, yes, I think the world will, will is on the not so much on the men, but definitely on the way of changing. I think that is definitely going to happen. And we've got it here. I got this is it's just a little bit out of interest. This is a bus, but the buses in uh, Northern Ireland, Irish language audio announcements have been introduced on the glider bus service route for West Belfast, which is mostly Catholic West Belfast. The new announcements for the stops along the route were introduced today following consultation by TransLink and the Department for Infrastructure uh, with an Irish language development agency and disability groups, including the Royal National Institute of Blind People. Good. The audio will accompany announcements in English and follows the introduction of Irish and English dual language for the driver vehicles in West Belfast. That's a really, you know, they had a super duper uh, public transport uh, buses that they have there. They're really, are, they're really something special. I mean, they've been in Europe for some time, but they've arrived in Ireland at long last. Development group. Uh, groups have welcomed the new audio as a welcome step in the full visibility of the Irish language on public transport. Solomon Infrastructure Minister John O'Donnell said the announcements will be implemented on glider services operating from Millfield to McCursty Road and the Cullen uh, Connect Hub. They're mostly in Catholic West Belfast because I think 
they did it in the other side of West Belfast. There would be it just wouldn't happen. It'd be a lot of you know out, outrage. And this is something that I'm really because I'm a dog owner and you know I sort of take a bit of interest in what goes on you know the treatment of animals. Uh, police have seized 19 dogs as part of an animal welfare investigation. The dogs are uh, seized following an inspection of a residence in the Polis Green area of Limerick. 19 uh, dogs were seized under Section 45 of the Animal Health and Welfare Act following an inspection by veterinary officials. The dogs included 15 uh, pit bull terriers, two Alsatians and two Rottweilers. Uh, The operation was carried out by the police uh, attached to Bruff and Polis Green Guardian police stations. Officials from Limerick City and uh, the uh, City Council and the District Council were also present during the inspection. And the dogs are currently in the care of a dog shelter in the, the southern region where they are receiving care and medical attention. No arrests have been made at this time. Investigations are ongoing. So I just I think they should name and shame these people. Not just in Ireland, but anywhere. Because it's, you know, these are domestic animals, you know, and they're people's pets. And they're just treated as, uh, you know, surplus to requirements, really, really poorly, poorly looked after. And some of the people who look after them are just as bad as the dogs. I mean, they've got, if that's how they treat their pet, dog or cat, you can imagine how they must treat their neighbours and friends, etc., etc. And, uh, you know, family members who are, you know, just, they've got no, no heart, got no soul. They're just kind of completely devoid of any sort of human content whatsoever. And we'll go here, back to Cork. Dundle Records have uh, co- uh, confirmed that a man remained found in a boarded-up house in Mallow in Cork last week, but they were undiscovered for around, they were undiscovered for around 20 years. Are those of Kerry native Tim O'Sullivan. Butterfound in the house on Beecher Street had an, an expi- expedition uh, expiry date rather of 2001 with indications being that the remains of Mr O'Sullivan were in the single story terrace property for around two decades. The house was derelict and boarded up uh, by the local authority and secured compulsory purchase. You know, it couldn't be demolished. Uh, the guardians started an investigation last Friday but the remains were found in the house. It is understood that Mr O'Sullivan uh, stopped being seen locally over uh, 20 years ago when he was in his early 60s. It's assumed that he had returned to, uh, returned to the UK where he was a resident for many years. Other locals thought that he might have entered a psychiatric unit in Cork. No, he actually thought of banging on his door and saying hello or find out how you doing in the UK. Isn't that just appalling? As he had previously received medical care for mental health issues, Cork County Council workers found their remains last Friday when they entered the property after receiving complaints that there was a vermin infestation in the property. Mr. Sullivan's remains were found in the bed in the property he owned. He was covered with a duvet. The local authority uh, workers have removed the boards and the windows and front door to gain access to the, the house. They had planned to close up the drains and to prepare the property for a vermin control company. It's understood Mr. Sullivan had family buried uh, in, in County Carry. He worked as a painter in the UK but was not employed upon his return back to Ireland. Postmortem was carried out in the remains, and there's no suggestion of fair, foul play. Probably just died peacefully in bed. But the fact that nobody, nobody actually thought, well, I haven't seen Kevin for a wee while, I wonder how he's doing, you know? Banging on the door, so just to find out, you know, you're still with us, everything going to be okay? And we'll finish up with a transgender group welcomes decision by Sinn Féin leader Mary Lou MacDonald, who is, I think she's a great, a great person, a good politician. 
Lobbyist group for transgender people has welcomed the decision by Sinn Féin leader uh, Mary Lou uh, McDonald to speak publicly about how one of her own uh, siblings has trans trans transitioned. That's the word. Uh, everyone gets one life. It's not a dress rehearsal. So it's important that people are true to themselves. And of course, when it's a family member, it's all the more important because it's, it's someone clo- very close in your life. She said that she has, uh, she is now on a lever- learning curve regarding transgender issues. Asked if she would follow the lead of Scotland's first minister, Nicola Sturgeon, and legislate to allow children as young as sixteen to self-declare their gender. Miss McDonald said, "We haven't taken that step, and I'm conscious that I, like other lots of other people, were on a learning curve on this issue." So there you go. At least I've got a lot of time for Mary Lou Macdonald, and hopefully she'll be the prime minister in the not too distant future. Because she's she does a lot of good work. I just see her in the same league as Jacinda Ardern. Anyway, on that note, I will love you and leave you. And be kind to one another. And enjoy the really decent one of weather we're having here in the Manor too. And sort of the West Coast in general. Normally, we're usually, you know, uh, you know, get bad weather. But And usually, it's you know, the Hawks Bay side, you know, the... East Coast is always enjoying good summers and now it seems to have transitioned over to us and it's our turn to enjoy some really spectacular weather. Anyway, so take care and uh, keep in touch, okay? Keep listening and pass the word on. That's all you have to do if you know anybody's got an interest in Irish uh, news, what's going on over there. Just uh, you know, give us a ring here at uh, the radio station, Monty People's Radio, or else, uh, you know, just pass, them, pass it on to some of your friends if they're interested. All right, see you next week. Take care. If you enjoy this NPR podcast, please consider subscribing. Our podcasts are available on all major podcasting platforms. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and Spotify, as well as the accessmedia.nz app. Support this show and others like it by giving a donation. For more information, go to www.npr.nz forward slash donate.